Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic, a sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air, everywhere, on a Sunday, 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 another edition of the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller and Danny G is upon us. Your dreams have come true. No days off. And uh, Danny, an amazing story told on the Saturday podcast that your tenderoni enjoyed a Robert Kraft level massage uh, that uh, you provided her as a gift and a tremendous reaction reaction uh, to that podcast, but quite the story, quite the story. Yeah, something tells me that next week she's going to ask me to choke her for the first time. <laughs> and, uh, but you know, you have to play the role of the masseuse. You have to play the, you have to recreate the magical massage. And, uh, that's the way that's going to go. But this is the Sunday podcast and people have been complaining. We haven't gotten to enough questions. So when anybody complains, Danny, I, you know what I say? I say, okay, fine. We'll get to the damn questions. Here we go. Hit that button. Ben's Thanks to Ohio Al, who sent that in. It gets played every week about this time on the podcast. And we are off to the races. These are actual questions sent in by actual listeners to the fifth hour. These are not fake. We don't make these questions up. Sometimes we panic and we don't get enough questions. But we haven't had that problem in a while. And anytime I have that problem, Danny, I just I just uh, complain to Alf, the alien opiner, and Alf signals the bugle, and then we get too many questions. That's uh, usually how that goes. But let's get to You've it. You've got mail. All right. First one comes from Chris from uh, Falling Waters, West Virginia. Is that a real place? That sounds like a neat place. Falling Waters, West Virginia. Yes. You pissed into Falling Waters at Madonna Inn. That's right. That's right. Uh, Chris says, uh, what was the most trouble you got into for something that happened while you were on the air? So we get a version of this question semi-often, uh, Danny, and I, I'm still working at the company, so I can't get into too much detail. But I have, I have gotten in trouble with a, a commissioner's office in one of the major sports for a rant that I did. I think we kind of talked about that. Didn't we, you know, we get into that a little bit on the. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. With major league baseball, got very upset with me over some things that I said on the air, uh, which to me, uh, I, my, my position is they should be happy that anybody doing a syndicated sports show is willing to talk about baseball, no matter what they say, right? No matter, I mean, strike up the organ, Danny. I mean, I want Here I am talking baseball and they're complaining. What's wrong with you? So that, that happened. I've gotten in trouble for, uh, some jokes that I made on the air that people had no sense of humor and did not like. Uh, there was one in particular. There was a there was a bacon joke that I used to tell that got me in trouble. Uh, I can't get into that right now. And uh, usually, usually the times we get in trouble, Danny, are when we mention sponsors in a negative light, not realizing they're sponsors. That's yeah. usually what yeah. creates a fire. 
or if it is known that it's a sponsor and the host still makes fun of copy or something like that. Clay Travis got us in trouble on that show one time because he was making fun of a movie that was coming out. They were a sponsor on the network and the copy was written really horribly. And his take was, who the hell wrote this? And this movie <laughs> sounds like it sucks. <laughs> now, needless to say, they did not like that. And we got called into the principal's office. And on your show, you and I got called into the principal's office together. One night on the air, we were all joking about a coworker. Oh, yes. I remember yeah, and we'll, that. Yeah, I'll, yeah. We'll not yeah, say yeah. who, because we've apologized. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It really was just joking. But, I mean, we said some things that I guess he, somebody snitched and told him. He went back and listened to the podcast and was offended by what we said. Yeah, that was the worst part of it. Like, it, yeah. we were just kidding around, you know, doing uh, locker room talk, mm -hmm. as uh, our former president would say. And, you know, it's like, hey. We all need to laugh. Yeah. So we're yeah. just having a good time. And then the person in question did not even hear it. There was a weasel. I don't know who, but yeah. somebody uh, leaked uh, the the uh, the goods there. You little weasel! You little weasel! Yeah, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> a weasel will hear us, and and sometimes they're like, "Why don't you guys just relax and joke and talk more freely and honest?" I'll tell you why. Because whenever we do that, if we talk about somebody else, some people. We'll go yeah. running to that person that was talked about. Yeah. Suddenly now you're in a heavyweight fight and you're like, I was just doing a bit on the radio. That's all I was yeah. doing. I was, there was nothing else than that. I was just doing it. Snitches doing get stitches. Yeah. Uh, was that, that's that. I, I forgot about that one. Yeah. That, <laughs> we got the phone call. You always try to avoid the phone call. You don't want the phone call where they call you up. and What are you doing yeah. in my especially, Yeah. Especially when it's a conference call with five people on the line. Yeah, and three of them, you have no idea who they are. You don't even know. Yeah. You're like, what, what is that? And you're like, well, it's yeah. an executive. When there's HR and the company's attorney on the conference call, <laughs> you know you're in trouble. Yeah, uh, I got in trouble also. I'm trying to think. I mean, a lot. I've been doing this a long time, so Chris, there's been a lot of things. I'm probably forgetting most of them, but uh, we, we got a cease and desist letter from the Jeopardy people. Uh, we were doing Sports Jeopardy. I'd done Sports Jeopardy on the show for years. That's right. And probably about 10 years ago, they said, you can't use the Jeopardy name. And so we stopped. We uh, we call it Balderdash now. It's the same game. We just call it Balderdash. And uh, that that got us in some trouble. There's a few other those things. I, I, a lot of cease and desist letters. Got a lot of those over the years. I got a ton when I did the website. I got a lot of trouble with the website, too, because that's one of the good things we have about the radio, it's a little less now because the podcast, because people can go back and listen. But when we were just doing terrestrial radio, if you didn't catch it live, you didn't get it. Uh, it didn't exist. And it, it just disappeared. But now everything's recorded for posterity's sake. So we cannot uh, get out of the doghouse, uh, if you will. Uh, G writes in, he says, in light of Russell Westbrook's comments, have you ever received a death threat? Seems like people say that a lot, but do they really feel threatened? Uh, gee, I have received multiple death threats over the years for hot takes on the radio, which fascinates me <laughs> that you would commit capital murder 
because of something someone says on the radio. It just blows my mind uh, that that would happen. But I have gotten them. I've never really taken them that seriously. Uh, I made some comments about Ray Lewis uh, when the Ravens were in the Super Bowl against the 49ers and some Ray Lewis fans appropriately enough, wanted to harm me, wanted to kill me, which, you know, Ray was involved in a little situation where some, some blood was on the street back in the day. Uh, where's the white suit, Ray? Uh, where's Tide pods are amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So I got in trouble for that one. No, I got in trouble. I got death threats. I, I trashed LeBron's Cavaliers. Some nice folks in Northern Ohio wanted to put a hit out on me. Wow. Uh, you know, but these are all the way I look at it. Dan, these are just mostly on social media. Tough guys. They're Keyboard not, gangsters. Exactly. Exactly. They they think they're, uh, you know, mob bosses on, you know, back in the old days, you know, in the old country uh, online. And they think they all have anonymity and all that. And I, you know, it's just whatever. I just block them or mute them. Usually the way you get blocked is to threaten me. That's normally will lead to a block. If you threaten my life, I know. I think that's fair. Like Rob Parker, I had this conversation with Rob. Rob will block you if you uh, you say you don't like the color of the shoes he just bought, the Air Jordans. You know, he'll block it. But I'm he's not the, like that. He's the Derek Carr of our network. <laughs> yeah, he just he just goes for it. Rob's like, and I, I tried to explain. You were there, actually, at the Super Bowl thing. I tried yeah. to explain to Rob. I said, listen, just mute people. Mute people's great because they don't know that they're not part of the conversation. So they keep sending you the offensive stuff, but you don't see it. So yeah. out of sight, out of mind. Like I muted a lot of people. You annoy me. I mute you. I don't care. Yeah. Keep them in the Twitter fold. Yeah. The way I look at it, they don't, the company does not pay me to be on Twitter. I'm paid to do a radio show. That's bonus. Like I don't need to put up with people's bull. Uh, you've got your own issues. See a therapist. I'm not your therapist. Okay. And, and, and you work it out. I hope you, I hope things improve for you, but it's not my job to work it out for you. And if you know, you have a problem with an opinion, there's this on off button on the radio. You can turn it on. You can turn it off or amazing. There's like a zillion other radio stations. Same thing with the podcast. So it's like I say, Danny, when I go to a restaurant, if I do not enjoy the meal at the restaurant, I don't go back to the restaurant. I move on. That's it. If there's a snail in the sandwich I ordered, I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't like snails. I'm, I'm out of here, but I don't stand you, there. Wait, you don't go back to the restaurant and shoot the chef. No, and I've not, I'm not considered. Maybe I should consider that, but I've not done that. And I certainly don't stand outside the restaurant like a dog barking. You know, I'm not doing that, man. So it has it. Have you been threatened? You've been radio a long time. Has anyone threatened you? Yeah, I worked at a rock station when I was a kid. There was a couple of different guys who called up every night for a certain song, and I I know they they were part of the same party because they were just really obnoxious about this song they wanted. For whatever reason, the song wasn't on the radio station's playlist. Yeah. So I could not play it. Even if I wanted to, there wasn't a copy of it there. I couldn't play it. And they threatened me. It got to the point where they came by the studios and they shot paintball guns at the windows. Wow. Good day, sir. They were just so pissed about, you know, how dare I not play the song they wanted. As a kid, I was like, holy shit, like people are that passionate about wanting a song played. It's not even like they recorded the song. I think it was by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but it was an album cut that wasn't on the playlist. There's nothing I could do. Yeah, that's 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 crazy. I, I actually wasn't. Are we allowed to tell the story? I don't know if we're allowed. To, I think we could tell the story. Uh, I was at the Fox Sports Radio Studios. I'm trying to think. I mean, it was probably been 
almost 15 years now, maybe, maybe a little less, but around 15 years. Uh, I was there on a Sunday night and uh, got shot at. The, the, the yeah. studio got shot at. What a dumb thing to do. Uh, we tested whether or not the bulletproof glass actually works, and it does. <laughs> Yeah. And we also found out the bulletproof glass is very expensive to replace. And yeah. when it is shot, people don't like to necessarily replace said bulletproof glass because they have to spend a lot of money uh, replacing it. But it did work. And uh, I, that is also one of those nights that I will I will remember for some time. That was uh, when I first started at the company. They referred to those as the Ben Maller panels. <laughs> There's been a lot of interesting things at the corner of Ventura and Sepulveda. We're moving out of those studios. We'll have to do at some point a retrospective of the craziest, zaniest things that happened at the original Fox yeah. Sports Radio studios when they moved to Burbank in a couple of months. Before you know it, any, did we have an update on that? Have you heard anything? Has there been any more scuttlebutters? It's still August. Yeah, August is still what we've been hearing. And of course, the famous stories about how that location used to be a Denny's. Yes. Before yeah. the network moved into the space. And that's why some huge cockroaches still come out of the ceiling. The cockroaches. My, my favorite is when, of all the critters, is when the skunk gets into the air conditioning system <laughs> and there's no windows. You can't open up the windows. Yeah. And it just reeks of for, for hours. Ben, the first time that happened when I was there, I was like, where's Coop? Where's Coop? <laughs> well, I, I think we, we know uh, what uh, Coop was doing there. Smoke weed yeah, every yeah, day. Yeah, absolutely. Who the heck is Justin Cooper? Yeah, and, and it was always like you knew when it started it was going to be there for a while. Like you just had to, you had to bucker down because that smell was just going to be way – oh, it was terrible. Oh, my God. I don't miss that. I don't. I don't have that at the remote studio. All right, uh, who is next here? That's All right, scumbag, yeah. pay attention. It's time for mail call. That's right, uh, Patricia from Vegas, formerly of New England, the Boston area. She says, uh, "Hey Ben, we know how long you've been at FSR, but how long has Danny been with the company?" All right, so Patricia would like to know your employment history, Danny G. Oh, I feel like I'm at a job interview right now. Uh, well, I'm a team player except for the people I don't work well with, which is half the staff. <laughs> oh, you get along with everyone except the people you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got hired by Fox Sports Radio December 2014. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it was for your show and yeah. the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon. All right, we got time for a short one. Jeremy in San Diego says, I hate that women expect men to always pick up the tab on first dates and second and third. How do I get a girl to pick up the tab for me instead? You say, oh, damn, I left my wallet at home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you know, you pay as much as you can and spoil her, and then she'll spoil you back. There you go. Or just be really good looking. Yeah. I uh, remember you replaced Jake Warner, right? You were the guy that came in for Jake. Jake had taken a job. Did he go? To, I think Jake took a teaching job or something. He was going to school, I think. Up late with Jake, he did for his alma mater. He took a job uh, in the counseling offices or something to help kids with student yeah. aid. Yeah, stay awake with Jake. That was stay his, awake with Jake. There you go. That was his bit that he did, and uh, now I'm done. And he'd throw the microphone down. <laughs> and now he's got his own podcast, and we saw him at 
Yeah. The Super Bowl. He was doing some stuff out there, so he's doing very well. I've been on his podcast. He's been on this podcast, so. You have. And, of course, he got to do a rant about something that was bothering him every week. That was his bit. I did Tinderoni Tips, and now it's cooking with Roberto. Jake told me, I think he might have said this on the podcast, that his podcast, which is, I think, just about Jake, has a, a tremendous female listenership, which is, I mean, good for Jake, but it's, it's it seems, I, I don't know. That's what he said. He swore. I guess maybe he talks about relationship stuff or something like that. But yeah, I think he does do a little bit of that. Uh, okay. All right. And, he, and he's debonair. That's right. That's right. He's a unless he's not. He's a Renaissance man. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, right. I got mail. Yay! I got mail. Yay! All right, Kevin from uh, Kansas. Kevin from Kansas says, uh, "Hey Ben, if you don't mind sharing, sharing some more insider information. You do a lot of show prep." When do you get this done? Is it throughout the day? Do you have set hours? Inquiring minds would like to know. So it's kind of an all-day thing, Kevin. I'm always, like, looking to see if there's anything that's going to be good talk radio. And I, I try to talk about something different all four hours. And some days that's harder than other days. And so anytime a story pops up, I'm like, okay. Like, what's my angle on that? Number one, what's my angle? Uh, number two, is that something that would be good? Do people actually want to hear that? And then number three is always, is there something better? Can I find something better? Which is number three F's me up, Danny, because I, I spend a lot of time thinking I can find something better. And uh, some days you just got to kind of go with it. So that's usually it, but it's, it's off and on all day, but we really about six hours before the show, we really get cooking about yeah. six hours before the show. And we're on at night. So it's, oftentimes something will happen right now. The NBA is going on. So there'll be some story that'll take place. And obviously I, I don't know what's going to happen until it happens. So I kind of have to play that out, but usually there's a couple of, of stories that happen you know, early in the day that are going to still have legs at night, NFL moves or rumors and things like that. So. You know, and like we got to talk about a little bit on yesterday's podcast, during the pandemic, number three really came in handy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That helps. I hope that helps you out a little bit, Kevin. But that's the that's the dealio on some of the the show prep, and it's uh, as you know, Danny, you've been doing this for a while too. You just like you're always trying to find something, and you're hoping somebody will text you something that you can go with, and. Yeah. So. Yeah. Last week, for instance, we got the uh, Calvin Ridley story. Yes, then, that's right. And then the Aaron Rodgers and, uh, of course, the Denver Broncos story with Russell Wilson on the same day. And then the baseball thing the next day. And so for us, it's like, boom, boom, boom. And, you know, you get to have your say on on what's going on. And when there's that much action, it makes the show even that much more exciting. Yeah, like those are the days I think anybody could do the show. Like uh, when there's a big, but the, the days where you earn your money is when there's a little yeah. less going on. And then you have to really, uh, really dig and and you know, use your mind and theater of the mind, right? Theater of the mind. That's what it's yeah. all about. All right. Okay. Uh, you don't need to yell. Uh, Lugo from Lancaster, California, the high desert, former home of the Lancaster Jedhawks until Rob Manford decided to kill the Lancaster Jedhawks. Uh, Lugo says, uh, hey, Ben, Rob Manford has punished Major League Baseball fans more than he did the Astros. Your thoughts? Well, Lugo, you were 100% correct. 
Uh, and every time I see Rob Manford, I uh, think, uh, well, there's a clown right there. What are you doing, you loser? It's just a piece of metal. Yeah, it's just a big hunk of metal. Uh, and uh, what a wonderful leader of business Rob Manford is. Pathetic. And uh, you know how I feel about that, uh, Lugo. Chris in Maricopa, Iowa writes it. He says, how would you go? Uh, this is actually an interesting mind bending question. He says, how would you go about hiding or laundering $1 million you found buried accidentally to make sure friends, family, and the tax man don't find out. So what is the best way to launder money? seems like this might be an illegal question. He also says, go Raiders. So he's on your team. And he, Chris is a Chris in Maricopa, Iowa is a big fan. Of the Raiders. Uh, so how would you ma- launder money? I think you'd go to a place like Vegas, right? You would go to a place like Vegas and you would get, you, you'd get a bunch of, uh, you know, put a bunch of money down, maybe make one bet, cash out. Wouldn't that be a way to do it? You know, I'm trying to think like, uh, okay, I'm I have the answer for you. All right. What's the answer? Arby's. <laughs> we've got the meats right? yeah, yeah just invest in a bunch of arby's and that's all a facade for uh the mob anyways there's no real arby's yeah you go there and it's great like, cash homie you know you get the beef and you great get cash, the, homie. i heard you the first time you don't need to play that again what's wrong uh yeah i've never i've not spent a lot of time on that but you gotta think like uh swap meats places like that right not a lot of places that deal in in cash but I would like to have that problem. That's a problem. Uh, I would yeah. like to have. I was going to say, that's a problem. We'll research down the road when we run into. It'll be wonderful. 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 All right. Travis from Roseburg, Oregon says, you guys had mentioned the delicious smelling bacon wrapped hot dogs at the Super Bowl. Uh, how close did Ben come to trying one out? Uh, once you try bacon, you never go back. Uh, Travis says, no buns. I can have as many as I want. Uh, I didn't come that close. I love the smell of it. And I've, that's a traditional LA smell. When you go to like sporting events in LA, any of the teams, it's, it's the bacon wrapped hot dogs and it's the corn. This is it the sweet Mexican corn. Is that what it is? Roberto actually did that this week on cooking with Roberto, but uh, yeah, I've, I've had bacon. I've just had Turkey bacon. I haven't had the authentic swine bacon, uh, which is, which is the, the most popular. And uh, so, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think at this point, it's kind of like coffee. If I, I like to brag about, it, I've not had a cup of coffee and I go to Starbucks with my, my wife and I'll get like lemonade or not lemonade. They have like a tea thing. I'll do that. But uh, I think I'm, I'm good in that department. Let's, You've got mail. All right. Let's see who's next. We have uh, Jason in Rocky Mount, Virginia. He says, Hey guys, I believe it was queen Roxanne who recommended this before football season when the gas can, was there. Can we get the podcast dropped earlier in the day? I love the podcast. I'll listen whenever, but it is more convenient earlier on weekends. Well, I thought we had figured that out. Now, I don't know, Danny, on Friday, we're not allowed to drop the podcast early because it interferes with my podcast from the radio show. So we have to, we have to separate uh, that. We have to time it out and that's be with, you know, so it's at the normal time of Friday, but on Saturday and Sunday, we can, we can fire it off early, right? I fire it off as soon as it's ready to go. So, okay. there is, yeah, there's post-production involved every time you say fuck 
in your filthy mouth. I don't know what you're talking about. Ben's curse words need to be bleeped. Please, come on. How dare you? Uh, but yeah, we should try to get it done. I think the, the goal had been like 4 a.m. on uh, Saturday and Sunday, but yeah. it is. It's usually up right around that time, sometimes even earlier. So, yeah. you know, it, it varies, but it's always in that 6 a.m. window. Well, Jason's in Rocky Mountain. So if it's at seven, it'll be or four would be at seven in Virginia. How early are you getting up, Jason? Saturday. Sleep in, dude. It's uh, you don't need to get up that early on a Saturday, do you? Maybe you do. I don't know. Uh, Vols fan Jimmy from Fayetteville, Tennessee, writes in since for both of you. If you could coach any team in any league, he said, Hold on, I, said, I didn't play the right, I, I didn't play the right soundbite. And, and these guys get upset. Danny, when I don't play the right sound bites, they get angry. They say, why didn't I get my little sound bite? All right, come Sorry back. about Pay that. Right. It's time for mail call. All right. Anyway, uh, Jimmy says, if you could coach any team in any league, what would it be? You can bring uh, two assistants uh, with you from FSR. Uh, he says, no uh, LA Clippers, no LA Dodgers, no LA Lakers, no uh, LA Rams or Las Vegas Raiders. What? Yeah. So you can't coach any of the teams that we like. Okay. Um, I would I would have fun managing the Boston Red Sox. That is fertilizer. I think that would be fun. Or coaching the like the Patriots, like a town like Boston where there's a big passion, passion for sports and all that. I think that would be fun. Uh so I I would I would enjoy that. But those are all great jobs. Like, is there really a bad job? Like if you're managing the Toronto Blue Jays, is that a bad job? You're People like the Blue Jays. You're in Toronto. If you're the coach of the Toronto Raptors, is that terrible? From a quality of life perspective, I think maybe uh, like the Miami Marlins would be great because nobody cares about the team. You live in Miami and you've got the great weather. Although there's a lot of games in baseball. So maybe you'd rather coach the Dolphins or the, the Miami Heat. Uh, but what about you, Danny? I would take you and Clay Travis with me to oh. the New York Knicks. Knickerbockers? The, yeah, the reason why I would pick the Knickerbockers is because we could turn basketball around in the city of New York. The glory days from the 70s would be back again. Ben, you'd look like the big former player turned assistant. That'd be great. I'd be Clay like, would I, just be yeah. my, finally would be my assistant. I would tell him to go do things uh -huh. uh, and handle PR. That would be great on Twitter. <laughs> and uh, Ben, the first move I would make is I would trade for LeBron James and make you his special coach. Wow, that's just what I need. That's just you know. Like, I don't know. I don't know nothing about college. So, well, if you if the Knicks ever became good again, I don't know that we'll see that in our lifetimes because they blow. But if they ever really became good again, all those you'd be hanging out with hedge fund guys. That's what I'm saying. Wall Street fat cats. You, you, the robber barons of business that all are in Manhattan and they like their sports and supermodels. And they'd give you like insider tips on what to bet on. And, or, you know, the, I'm talking about wall street here. Right. And you know, that's how that goes. Right. They're not, they're not legally supposed to do that, but I have heard, and maybe I've heard wrong, Danny, but I have heard that the uh, phones are, uh, the phones are ringing there and that they do, uh, they do give some tips. So, yeah. There you go. Yeah, imagine owning the city of New York. That would be pretty sweet. 
It'd be pretty, pretty cool for sure. I got mail. Yay. I got mail. Yay. All right. Pierre from Springfield, Massachusetts, home of the pro basketball hall of fame where Muffet McGraw is enshrined. And Pierre says, I know you've got an itchy trigger finger with your sound effects machine over there. Much like Leslie Nielsen, who was notorious for his pocket, a uh, fart machine, he says <laughs> uh, there. Uh, he says, my question is for Danny and whether he adds his drops in real time or does he add them in post? Sometimes when you don't react to them, it makes it seem like they were added later. Also, uh, if you haven't yet checked out the Mallertown podcast, I would recommend episode 30 for some very clear half pint audio, much different than what we are used to. <laughs> All right. That's from Pierre. So uh, Pierre's impressed that I, sometimes, Danny, you try to throw me off my game, but I'm so stone-faced at times that it seems like you put certain drops in later, but it's just me being a professional broadcaster. Well, I, I wish I could go along with that story, oh, but we've no. talked about this on the podcast before. Yeah, I do add stuff post-production, but to be fair, on the live radio show all those years with you, I would slip drops in and you would ignore me then too. Ah, the men enjoy me. Well, yeah, because I, you know, I'm I'm on the train. Choo choo. Yeah. You know, I'm going down the tracks and uh, just yeah. doing it. It's all about the timing of the drop, anyways. It's not about your reaction to a drop. Yeah, and I have not had a chance to hear the Mallertown podcast with Half Pint, but I have not heard Half Pint call the show. I, I'm worried about her. I hope she's okay. I. It's very ugly what happened with beer drinking Brian dying and then the family, uh, his family and getting upset, I guess, with the finances. I don't know what's going on with that, but it's uh, a little a little awkward, a little awkward. Uh, so I hope everything ends up well for all involved. Uh, next up on the, the old mail bag. You've got uh, mail. Yes. Uh, let's see. Here we have. Oh, here's a here's a couple of fan favorites. Helen and Stu in Palmetto Bay, Florida, says Ben, Danny G, and Ukraine President Zelensky, a Jew. Uh, may your strength be firm. Uh, ben uh, will uh, save discussing the pros of working nights in Montana's oldest profession for another day. That sounds like that's a shot at a certain female in Montana who, who loves this show. Uh, and Helen says, as Stu and I finish up this week, the last leg of our RV road trip here in Orlando. That sounds like fun. Uh, let's begin with a timely fifth hour joke and end with a question. As for the joke, what's the difference between a Republican and a Ukrainian? Uh, Helen says uh, the answer is a Ukrainian defends their capital. Wow. Look at you. How dare you, Helen? How dare you? Uh, it was very threatening. Those uh, guys walking around with American flags at the Capitol. All right. Uh, she says, Ben, as for the question, who's more disappointed and heartbroken is uh, how their how their kids' lives turned out. Johnny Manziel's parents, Paul and Michelle, or your show producer, Justin Cooper's parents, Fletcher and Marie, uh, signed Helen and uh, and Stu. Man, they are they are firebrands. They are they're going for it. <laughs> Wrong. Yeah, no, they are. I'm sure Coop, Coop's still got, uh, he's got, a, I think he's done pretty well for him. So he had a bunch of acting gigs when he was a kid. So yeah. And he invested his money wisely. Yeah. So I think he's, he's good. And 
Uh, Johnny Manziel, his family came from old money, right? The Manziel family had old, old Texas money, yeah. Texas oil money. So, yeah, bubbling crude. When you, when you don't have to worry about paying your bills and you don't have to worry about losing a job because you don't have to worry about paying your bills, then you, you act very reckless. I remember when I was a kid and I played Donkey Kong, Danny. And if I didn't really concern myself with how I was going to do it, it was like I kept hearing that noise. I didn't care. Yeah. You know, I just, it was reckless. So anyway, uh, next up, uh, let's see here. We have uh, Mole Man, uh, long message from Mole Man. Uh, he says, Ben, et cetera, all. I'm a longtime Maller devotee. Uh, it started with sleep difficulties. And now I don't know if you are the cause of or the cure of my occasional insomnia. Uh, he says, I love the show. love the podcast. Love the fifth hour. Uh, very kind. He talked about the work ethic here. I have subscribed to and liked both. Well, mazel tov. Thank you. God bless you. Uh, love the gang and irreverence and the entire shtick. I'm usually an iHeart listener, occasionally terrestrial radio. And I'm a fan of all things Maller, except that seven minute long Novo Nordisk commercial. He says, <laughs> well, that, that commercial is so good. It's its own podcast. <laughs> it's like a podcast within a podcast, that commercial. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it says uh, lame jokes, coop scoop, cooking with Roberto, anything Eddie uh, points for him being a pirate Steeler fan have become must listen radio. Thankfully, I can listen later if I happen to actually fall asleep at night. Like you, I'm a self-described uh, logophile. And if you have to look that up, which I do, uh, he says, uh, I also like meat cooked. Well done. Uh -oh. Financially, uh, financial frugality. So we have that in common. Uh, I guess you validate my very existence. Hey, yeah. Well, we, we share similar, similar wants and desires in life. A burned up piece of meat and, and then also not blowing your money, not being reckless with your money. Uh, he says, Danny G. Uh, uh, he says, Danny G, uh, gag on. And uh, he, he says, you're better, he says here, uh, Danny G. It's not even close. Wow. He says, some on-air people are likable and become one's friends. Others are hard to endure. I'll leave it at that. Uh, you know what's up. Uh, thank you for delivering us from the collateral damage of exposure to the ego. A shot's fired. Now he says he's going to get to the point. Uh, but he did say, Danny, you are, he says, you're smart, funny, interesting, and a normal, nice dude. Wow. I wish the bosses felt that way. Yeah, this is actually sent by Don Martin. Uh, no. Uh, anyway, uh, he says, uh, I'll get to the point. He says, uh, two weeks ago, you and Danny G were discussing the word oligarch. Hell yes, I love the word, and it seems timely, so I want to nominate a new phrase of your official nickname list, which I love, by the way. And oh, no. Rattle off the whole thing here one of these days. And don't let Danny G talk you out of it because oh. it's awesome. Incorporating the most exciting word to, to wit. Uh, he says, uh, he says, how about the oligarch of after dark, the oligarch of overnight or the overnight oligarch? Make it stop. Well, no, those are all great suggestions, but which one will stick the oligarch of after dark, the oligarch of overnight or the overnight oligarch. Hmm. I kind of like the oligarch of after dark, but. Uh, what do you think? Which one of those do you do you like, Danny? I don't like nicknames. What's wrong with you? 
You lost your way. You became an old grumpy man. How dare you? How dare you? No, it's my job to drop drops on you when you try to give us a long list of nicknames. No, but I th- I agree with this guy. I agree with this guy, Mole Man, that that oligarch is a fun word to say. That's fine. I just thought that this was going to lead in to your usual bit about all your nicknames. So I'm happy that you're mature enough to not do your entire list of nicknames. Well, Danny, listen, you know, I'm a, I'm a grown up. I'm an adult. Wrong. Yeah. So I have been called the spin master of misinformation, oh, no. the bannering broadcaster, the Mother Beethoven of BS, curmudgeon of commentary, idiot, chasm of sarcasm, czar of zany, dark night of weeknight sports radio. How can you do a thing like this? Mogul of mischief, Benny the Brazen, king of zing, moneyball maller. I fell asleep. Benny the Bopper, facetious fox, sultan of insulted. They're a crook. The shaman of schadenfreude, jumping jack of wisecrack, insight of overnight, medicine man Maller. Go to hell, Bill Miller. Nabob of negativity, sage of outreach, pinnacle of cynical. What kind of radio show are you guys doing? (laughs) The prince of preposterous, professor of propaganda. Oh, no! We suck again! Hazar of hyperbole and the mad hatter of sports chatter. And that's just some of my officially sanctioned nicknames. Just a small dose of the nicknames. There needs to be a new one added in there about bulletproof glass. Well, the oligarch of after dark, the oligarch of overnight. How about the bulletproof gas bag, glass bag, glass bag, glass bag. Uh, Let's see. What's what rhymes with oligarch? What do you think rhymes with the word? That's not a word that would have a lot of rhymes, is it? Yeah, no. Park, dark, sark. Well, the, there you go. The oligarch of dark. No, no. No? no. Yeah, that's actually good. You like that? The oligarch yeah. of dark. Oh, man. I can't believe I gave you another one. Oh, there you go. There, see, we mole man. We've done this on the air. I mean, let me let me write down a note here. The oligarch of dark. I think I, that works. I feel dirty right now. Like I need a shower because I'm part of this now. That's great. That can be another nickname to add on to the nickname roll call. And we can thank the mole man. Uh, He says, I am always interested in your uh, take on all sports news events. Your monologues are great. He says, you are the lone rational voice in a noisy sea of pomp, mediocrity, and stupid filler. Uh, There you go. Sorry for the novel. Uh, he says, rock on, dude. Uh, that's from Mole Man. Well, it's very kind, Mole Man. And if you'd like to be my publicist, please send me another message and we'll we'll make that happen. He also says, F baseball. I'm sick of those whiny, rich uh, pricks. He says, wow, a little harsh. Uh, let's see. Who is next here? Eeny, meeny, meeny. I got mail. Yay. I got mail. Yay. All right. Carlos in Houston, Texas says, uh, Ben, a few weeks ago. You guys had a conversation about Fox Sports Radio alumni, the Alumni Association. So my question is, who is the one guy you absolutely hated working with, past or present? Goes for you as well as Danny G. And also, will you guys be attending any minor league games? Well, I haven't thought that far ahead, Carlos. I love minor league baseball. I would love to get to a game or two. Now, we've always refrained from answering this question, Danny, the Fox Sports Radio Alumni Association, the people that you hated working with. 
And it's for the very reason I gave already on the podcast this weekend, because there's snitches. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, people, they, they will, the people we are going to name would not hear this, but somebody that is listening would say, yeah. Hey, I heard uh, Maller ripped you. Uh, what's up with that? Uh, you know, certain people are just wired. They're <laughs> wired uh, that way. Carlos. So that is a non-answer answer, which you just got. Carlos was a non-answer. I'll give you one because I don't know his name. We're still trying to figure it out. That one host that would fill in for you sometimes, and we thought we kept going off the air because his pauses were so long. Oh, yeah. I remember you guys telling me about that. We can't think of his name, though. He's not on the network anymore. It's not that I hated him, but I hated doing the shifts when he was on because we constantly thought that we lost the satellite link. Yeah, I'm, was was he in Ohio? That guy, where was he at? Do you remember where I he was? No, I I thought he was in Vegas. Oh, okay, I could be wrong, but I mean, it's a far cry from you. Where sometimes it's hard to fit a drop in because you won't give me a breath. <laughs> this guy would pause so long you could drive an entire train through the pause. Yeah, like I'm always like I got to keep going because if there's a you know dead air, you, people tune out. They don't want to keep listening. They like yeah, boring. Well, you're thoughtful with what you say, so sometimes you're a deep thinker and you think about what you're saying, and that's fine. But this guy would, and Manfred should really think about it, and he did that like constantly through a monologue to where there were 10 times we thought we went off the air. It was painful. Wow. That is, uh, is uh, craziness. Slap me around a little bit. I've had my run-ins with some former athletes that have passed through the building. Let's just leave it at that. And uh, you gotta be careful because some of them end up, it's like a boomerang, Danny. They leave and then they come back. They leave and then they come back. It's a small community. Pay attention. It's time for mail call. I Rob from Lincoln, Nebraska, where when I was a kid, Nebraska football was like right at the top with Oklahoma. They've sucked for 20 plus years, it seems. But anyway, Rob in uh, Nebraska says, does Roberto bring in any of the food he makes on the cooking with Roberto segment? Uh, Well, he he had in the past. I'm not sure about recently. Obviously, I've been doing the show remotely from the remote studio, so I don't know if that's the case. But the, the food was delicious, and he'd usually bring in some Tupperware. And it have to have the food in there. Um, uh, who is next here? You've got mail. All right, Mike from uh, Fullerton in Southern California says, "When you were a kid, what cars did you think were the coolest, real and fictional?" Well, as a product uh, growing up in the, mostly the eighties, I loved the the A Team van. I thought was really cool. The uh, the Batmobile was awesome. Uh, that Night Rider car, Kit kit from the david hasselhoff i thought that was pretty neat those are the three that pop into my head any cars danny uh, i did the fictional uh you want to do the the non-fiction the yeah movie? well one more fictional how about the dukes of hazard car oh, that's another one yeah the dukes yeah. of hazard would go on one. all those jumps or the uh, the jetsons uh plane thing yeah fly around the, in georgia yeah insert jetson sound effect here Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the sound effect of that car is one of the greatest futuristic sound effects. 
Uh, let's see. And now do you want real cars? Uh, yeah, sure. What are some? Uh... Oh, here we go. I got, I found it. Look at this. Um, you know, when I was a little kid, I, you know, we loved it when Sports Illustrated came in the mail. Remember that feeling? Oh, it was great. Yeah. The smell of it, the pages. you Oh Oh, yeah. Running from the mailbox. I would tell my older brother it's here. And I remember flipping through the pages as a little kid. I was a small kid in elementary school and there was a picture of Marcus Allen standing in front of his jet black Fiari Testarossa. Racist. And that was it for you right there. You were small. It looked fast. Yeah. And I remember doing research on the car afterwards and asking my mom about it. And she told me, well, you're going to have to play football, too, if you want one of those. <laughs> That's good motherly advice. You want that? Well, uh, yeah, you got to, you know, you end up like uh, Randy Moss at some Great point. Cash, uh, and you'll be in you'll be in good shape. But, uh, yeah. Was there a car when you were a kid that caught your eye? You know, not not really. I was more into like the uh, the, the ones from the shows I watched. I, I didn't really get into cars until I got a little older. So there really wasn't one. I was like, wow, I got to get that. But I always loved, I was such a loser. I was like, I love my, my grandparents had this RV. And when they never took us on the road, they took my cousins on the road because my parents couldn't get off work. So they'd take the cousins and they'd go on these summer vacations for like a month. They'd go to all over the country. And I remember before they would leave, we would all hang out and we'd, I, I got to run through the RV. And as a kid, I thought that was like the coolest thing ever. You bring your house on the road with you. And it was like really nice. And it, it, oh, it was awesome. But, uh, but as far as like a speed car or anything like that, nah, not really. I wish I had a great answer, but I don't. Uh, let's see. What is next here? Eeny, meeny. thought that RV was great till they had you uh, empty the, uh, the waste receptacle. Thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. The funny thing is I, I was told that they would go on the road and then they would stay at hotels anyway. So what's the point of <laughs> it's a gas guzzler? I know gas was cheaper back then, but it seems yeah. like the cheapest I remember gas. Yeah. Under a dollar. It briefly got under a dollar. It was I couldn't tell you when, but I remember running. We drove by the gas station. It was like you know, 97 cents or something like that in California, obviously, before wow. the gas tax kicked in and all that. I remember like it was it had been for a while when I first started driving because I'm old it had been like uh like $2.20 or something like that and then it slowly would go up and then eventually it got to $3 and then it got to $4 and then lately it's been you know for, to the moon to the moon yep I got it for $5.79 yesterday um, I, I, I think I paid five fifty earlier this week. That was, and I don't get gas as much as you probably do, but I, it was five fifty. People, you talk to people who've worked in the oil industry, like behind the scenes, and they'll tell you that it's just complete bullshit the way that they adjust the oil prices, and they always panic before they they panic first, and then will adjust after. So they'll you will end up paying more at the pump because of panic. What could happen, not what's actually happening, what could happen. And they raise the prices up. And then when it doesn't happen, it's not like they give you a discount and say, okay, we were wrong. Yeah. 
It's, it's, like, in, the price. it's like insurance. You don't get any of it back for not using it. No, and most insurance, let's be honest here. I've had to file claims for, with various insurance companies over the years. They uh, they want you to pay the premium, but they don't. If you if you actually need the insurance, they try to find every reason not to pay you the insurance. That's normally how that goes. So it's like, and what are we this paying is, for? This is where I wish Tom Looney still worked at the network so I could siphon oh. gas out of his car. Wow. Yeah. Well, let's please. We can take the. I'll take the tires off. You take the gas out. We're good. <laughs> We're good on that. Uh, quotation for Danny G as he still travel. He said, he said quotation, but he meant question. He misspelled question. Oh. He wrote quotation. Why would you write quotation if you meant question anyway? And why would I read it? Uh, he says uh, for Danny G as he still travels to the studio, how much did you have uh, to cry when you last filled up your vehicle? Oh. And have you asked for a raise from the iHeart people uh, to accommodate you? That's from big Greg in Iowa. <laughs> Insert laugh track here. <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, and this is where we point out we work for Fox Sports Radio, not Fox yeah. Sports Television. We work for iHeartRadio. Mm-hmm. And as rich as Troy Aikman and these NFL broadcasters are, for some reason, it, I, don't, I don't understand what this is. Dan. It has not, it has not gone down to radio. Yeah, trickled. Yeah, it hasn't quite trickled down to us. And also, I got an email last week from iHeart giving employees the first crack at buying iHeart Music Festival tickets for Las Vegas. Ah, sure. Man, it's a deal. $882 for one ticket. Are you serious? Oh, I'm going to get 10 of them. Uh- <laughs> $882? $882 for one ticket. Now, I get it. It's a huge festival. It's a two-day event, but for either Friday or Saturday, not 882 for both days, 882 for one of the days. I'm sure you could resell that for a couple thousand bucks, but people are nuts with what they'll pay for a concert. What's the most you've paid for a concert? Uh, probably a couple hundred bucks. There's no way I would go over $200 for a concert ticket. When I was in Vegas, I almost went to see Billy Joel. He was performing at the uh, the stadium, the Raiders stadium. Oh, at Allegiant, yeah. I didn't, I didn't do it. I now, if it. if it was, yeah, now if it was a rock and roll band on their final tour, something special like that, almost like the Super Bowl of rock or hip-hop, something like that, I could understand you paying a lot of money for that. But to go see a top 40 act – that is on top of the world right now. Oh, let's go see Drake. Tickets are only $600. No, that's okay. I'm cool on that. Um, yeah, like uh, who's the, one of the uh, the Beatles guy? What's his name? Uh, Paul McCartney's performing in L.A., I think, right? Yeah, so, people have been complaining about his ticket prices. Yeah, but he's how old is Paul McCartney? At this I point? know. It's like your last opportunity, right? And the same thing is going on right now in London, at the end of March is going to be the last show for Phil Collins in Genesis. Oh, is that right? They're, they're- yeah. And so something like that, I would pay a lot, uh, man, as far as gas, I-, I can't really answer that because I don't sit there and fill up my entire tank. I'm one of those people where I think I'm saving money. If I get the gas in $30, $40 increment. Oh, okay. I got you. I yeah. Got you. Because I'm always on the lookout for the best gas station. Well, this gas station's five seventy nine. Surely, I'm going to find a gas station for five forty nine. 
So yeah. I'll do 40 here and I'll do 40 there. So I bounce okay. around. This sounds like if you were watching TNT the other night during the week, uh, Shaq, they were having a conversation about gas prices and Shaq, that was his, I think it was Shaq. He was talking to Kenny Smith and yeah, he was trying to explain you. Uh, one of them was saying, I forget which, but they were saying like you fill up like you do, Danny, where you just put 30 or uh, fill up halfway or whatever. Yeah. It's like a mind trick where it's, you don't feel it as much because you're not, you're not paying for the full tank and, it's so bad. Remember they put limits, the credit cards, they used to put limits on for a while. You couldn't spend more than like 50 bucks. And then they raised it to 75, but the price of gas now is so crazy. They might have to raise the price, uh, you know, the limit on the credit card again. Oh yeah. A friend of mine posted a picture where she put $127 into her SUV. Wow. One two seven that is insane yeah. and it's probably going to get her what 300 miles maybe if she's lucky you know the way these uh, things go oh thank god i don't have a v8 anymore although my car only takes premium and i know you disagree with that i do i'm anti-premium i put put the regular gas in that's one of the great scams of our time premium gas it's not a scam when you it have a, a high scam. performance engine in your car yeah, it's a, scam. It's a race car man you can't put you can't put dirt oil into a race car engine scam you are fake news. Yeah. You are fake news. No, you are. He said it to you. He didn't say it to me. Wrong. Don't use no. middle grade because that's still dirty. It's still got the dirt in it. Got to use premium to get that uh, clean fuel. Been survey, study after study, how much money Americans waste on premium gasoline when they don't need it. You'll get the knocks and the pings in that jet engine if you yeah. use that dirt oil. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see who is next here. Eeny, meeny, my. You've got mo. mail. All right. This is John in Northern Colorado. Resubmitted. He says, What is your favorite road food? What is your favorite uh, road trip food? I prefer uh, Slim Jims and Twizzlers and the occasional Fig Newton. <laughs> uh, he says, uh, John, I'm, I love there's this trail mix that I get from i don't know if i should name the store or not it's one of the big box stores it's got uh and it's got like a bullseye logo and uh they have this trail mix which has no uh nothing good in it it's just like uh cashews peanuts m&ms and then they've got these uh these caramel chocolate things it's wonderful and uh, that is my guilty pleasure on the road, my wife uh, bought a bunch of stuff. We eat, like tons of snacks. And I, I try to explain to her, I don't really eat that much these days. Uh, very rarely. I did this past weekend. I went for it on the road trip, but very rarely do I eat that much. But she went crazy with that. Uh, so uh, what you, what's your go-to snack, Danny? We'll put the baby to bed here soon. What's your yeah. go-to snack? My Tinderoni does a great job hooking it up from Trader Joe's. She'll get the turkey jerky. Uh -huh. uh, she'll get the, the white cheese puffs racist do you know the yeah i know what you're talking like the pirate's booty type stuff is that what yeah. you're talking about yeah, kind of stuff. exactly that with some turkey jerky and some capri sun flavored water you're good to go capri sun that's that's a flashback to like uh, high school junior high back in the day oh yeah man bobo every sunday night in the studio he busts out capri suns i pull some out of my bag and he looks at me and he's like yo man we're like brothers
<laughs> that's awesome. That's great. Uh, all right, I think that's enough on the mailbag. We went a little longer than normal this week. We had a little more time. So uh, thanks to everybody. We didn't get to skip to zip the official four-star roast manor, master general of the Mallard militia in Akron, Ohio. Skip's been with the show a long time. He asked a hard-o basketball question, which is really not what we're looking to do here on the podcast. And Brendan in Red Wing, Minnesota, he asked the timeless – he wanted to know uh, how much uh, wood a woodchuck uh, would chuck if it could chuck wood. You know, something like that, but we, we don't have time for that. But uh, thank you all. We'll be back on the – I'll be back on the terrestrial radio tonight. Danny's working all day, and I'll be back tonight – on uh, Fox, that's 11 p.m. Sunday night in the West, 2 a.m., 2 a.m. on Monday in the East. And we'll be doing four hours of original audio content. And who knows what's going to happen, but we will be there. And then we'll be yapping. And even if nothing happens, we'll still be yapping. Well, wh- whether there's a lot going on or nothing, right? That's the rule, Danny, right? That's the rule. Uh, yep. Thanks for being part of a fun weekend. It's been great. Thank you. Keep uh, telling people to promote the podcast, get the word out, and we'll talk to you next time. Got to murder. Got to (laughs) go. Bye, Felicia.